0: Are you looking for veteran resources and peer support? Objective Zero has an app for that. Download the Objective Zero app for free from the App Store or Google Play. Access wellness resources like yoga and a free year subscription to Headspace, the world's most popular meditation app. Check out veterans resources and access our nationwide network of peer support. Speak to fellow women veterans or someone in your field and branch of service. You get to choose who you want to chat with. Learn more at
1: www.objectivezero.org. That's www.objectivezero.org.
2: Please remember the views and opinions expressed by this show or any other show on DV Radio and its guests are strictly those of sad individuals and do not reflect those of the DV Radio staff nor the staff of dysfunctional veterans. I am the first dick in your ear, Boner Wood, so it's going to be a hard one tonight. Now, God damn it, buddy! that's just not even fair. This is barracks tough. This is inside the net house, man. We got Sergeant Wardog. Oh, I
3: just broke out of the rubber room, dog. The bacon man
4: himself, oink. You are truly putting a D in the B when it comes to DV radio.
2: Mr. Recall.
4: I prefer to be referred to as belly and down.
2: And don't know where the fuck Google is.
4: I told you it's my computer, it's not me. That's exactly how I feel. So we probably had a few too many to drink, you know what 20 bucks is 20 bucks. Can I get a thimble full of sweet baby rays, you? We don't have it. Saturday's right. gonna be even
1: more entertaining. Illogical.
2: We still have the DV radio store for those wondering. Mm-hmm. Shit's still there. You can
3: buy shit. Mine shit's good, okay? Oh,
2: we haven't even gotten there yet. You fucking got
3: me there already. Love and military barracks talking around the smoke. How's your back feeling after
4: that penis reduction? Oh. <laughs> You're tuned in to WDVR on DVRadio.net. Because
2: this, because this is, is, how is how it is on, DV on radio. radio. That is how it is right here on WDVR, DVRadio.net. It's best. Live. You're listening to us on that thing they call a podcast, you know, everywhere but Spotify. Because Spotify hates things. That's over 87 minutes. And of course, you know, phones are going to start ringing when I go live because that's how my family works. Anyway, I'm born we got uh, JJ, Joaquin Watai, he's uh, he's doing his thing, uh, I think he's back, I don't know, he was muted, I'm I had okay. to go
0: refill my water.
2: Yeah, his water. This, um, the
0: guest tonight is so important that I'm actually drinking water, not <laughs>
2: beer. Right, um, we've got Oink up in Alaska.
4: What's happening folks?
2: Oh, and before I go any further, it's August twenty seventh, twenty twenty two. I forgot that. Damn it! <laughs> the one thing I did forget because I was doing a hundred things at once, which I shouldn't have been doing. Anyway, yes, JJ uh, is correct, and I got to thank him for getting our guest on tonight. Uh, he is a uh, wait, wait for it, wait, wait. I know what it is. Navy Chief Petty Officer. <laughs>
5: Good job. Oh, I'm I didn't have Irving it written now. down.
2: I didn't have it written down. That's I had to go look for it really fucking <laughs> <laughs> quick. The one thing I didn't have written down. Um, and he is the founder of Change Unchained. His Troy Ushaffer. How
1: you doing, brother? I'm doing well. Thank you so much. I feel I feel honored that it sounds like you drinking water is like a rare occurrence on a Saturday night, and if uh-huh. you're doing that for me, like. That's like you, that's essentially rolling out the red carpet. So uh, I'm feeling like Joaquin Phoenix coming to your podcast.
2: <laughs> you don't understand. This man has, has been at the beginning of the show, cleaning up his drink because he spilt it all over the floor. This man, uh. this man has yelled from his kitchen while he's making his drink because he wants to be involved in like, this is a very rare occasion, so thank you. We need to have you on more often. Um,
0: <laughs> you I was sober last week too, motherfucker.
2: <laughs> sober, but you were three fingers in. Anyway, um, <laughs> no, so how's everybody doing this evening? Uh, let's get that out of the way because I want to give Troy as much time as we can because he does have to leave uh, tonight sooner than I, I, I thought he would have to, but that's okay um jj how's your week been
4: good good been busy good good Oink. oh you know laying stuff down and being a stripper at work you know typical stuff (laughs) yeah
2: how's your weekends going
4: i'm staying put man alaska state bears on like i said leanne rhymes is playing tonight and the traffic is just horrendous I mean, well, that's you what happens when you have one road going north and one road going south, and that's it. That's those are your options. There is you, no side roads.
2: You, you mean tell me you don't want to go uh, see Miss Rhymes and listen to her beautiful voice and
5: see I those can do golden locks?
4: <laughs> I, I, I got YouTube. I got you know. I ain't got to fight traffic. <laughs> I got to pay twelve dollars for you know a damn a, you know elephant ear or some bullshit you get at the fair. So no, I'm good.
2: <laughs> JJ, how's your weekend going, man?
0: Ah, yeah, it's going pretty good uh Spent half the day mowing yesterday and the other half fixing the lawn bar. Was that yesterday? No, that was Friday. It was Friday.
2: That was yesterday. Oh, that
0: was yesterday. No, that yeah. was yesterday. Yeah. yeah oh my God! You hard drinking, you <laughs> ride, you hard.
2: Drive. I told you, man. You, you never know with this guy.
0: I never know what day it is. I never know what day of the week it is. Are you kidding?
2: Don't ask me the date. I damn sure don't know the fucking date. No,
0: apparently not.
2: Um. <laughs> Really, really quick. Mayhem's sister's birthday is today. So, Denise, happy birthday out there in Texas. We were told to tell you happy birthday. I don't have happy birthday by Marilyn Monroe to play on hand because he told us right before the show, so I do apologize for that. But happy birthday, Mayhem's sister. I thought Oink and JJ would get in on that, but apparently they're going to be assholes and I'm only going to be the nice one tonight. So happy birthday, may <laughs> sister Denise.
0: <laughs> I still ain't changed shit.
2: <laughs>
5: oh my God.
0: Um,
2: I, I'm running on the fumes. Uh, I stayed up almost all night with uh, affinity last night. Cause they had an, uh, their one year anniversary since they uh, began and, Done like almost five hours live. Oh my god, what was wrong with me? Jesus Christ, <laughs> might be why my throat's hurting because my voice is like all over the place today. So, see, right there
3: <laughs> today,
2: <They>, um, <laughs> damn, it's bad anyway. Uh, don't forget, we got the DV radio store at dvradio.net. Just click on the store tab. And go over there. We got PTS dog merchandise, Betsy Ross merchandise. We got DV against DV merchandise. We got the DV farm t-shirt and we got a shit ton of DV radio merchandise. So go buy something. Damn it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and I made uh four new designs for affinity. If you want to go over to affinity and click on their store tab, you can find their new merch over there and get that. Anyway, <laughs> Without further ado, I want to get into this with Troy. And I don't mean I'm going to argue with him because he is an expert in my eyes, but welcome to the show. I don't know why in the hell you would want to come on this show. Uh, yeah, because- yeah
1: me neither, bro. Me neither. It's Saturday <laughs> night. I'm hanging out with a bunch of just veterans. So, <laughs> <laughs> right.
2: Oh, shit. Um, but, but on a serious note, uh, you are a, uh, active duty. Uh, soldier. I- I'm gonna say soldier. Sailor Sailor. Uh, Sailor. Oh man. Oh man. <laughs> God
5: damn
2: it, Mo. I'm gonna say soldier. I'm gonna say soldier. My God. Um, Boy,
5: I
0: thought I had them trained, but apparently, <laughs> oh, oh my lord. It- <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. Oh, so,
1: yeah. I'm an I'm an active duty Navy chief. Uh, I'm a corpsman, uh, greenside one at that. So a majority <laughs> of my career has been spent with knucklehead Marines. I love them dearly. I'm sure that's, that's a big chunk of your, of your audience or, or, I assume it is. So shout out to all the devil dogs out there.
2: Well, they can't read. So of course, most of them is Marines. Um yeah. <laughs> So the reason we have you all this evening is very serious. And of course we'll try and keep moments lighthearted, but it is a serious topic. It is a serious, um, uh, Movement, if you will. I don't know what people want to call it. I don't know what you call it. Um, But you are the founder of a nonprofit called Change Unchained. And like I told you earlier, I purposefully did not read anything on your website. I just looked at the About Me on your Facebook page and grabbed that thing that I uh, put in the post earlier. Um, But for myself and for everybody listening, could you tell us what Change Unchained is?
1: Yeah. So, real quick, you said what we call it. I the word I would use is a crisis. Um, so I'm, I'm gonna maybe ramble a little bit. So if I carry on too long, just say, say hey, shut the fuck up. I got and, you. <laughs> okay. So because I can't explain what we are and what we do without kind of giving a backstory. So our organization deals with exploitation and trafficking, which is an incredibly huge buzzword, a very large encompassing topic. Um, and I'll kind of give a 30,000 foot view of how my wife and I ended up doing what we're doing. Um, I was stationed in Pensacola from 2010 to 2016 at two different duty stations, off the Field and then at the Naval Hospital. Um, this is when my children, my two sons were empty semesters now. That's when they did the majority of their growing up last years of elementary, all of junior high, and then freshman, sophomore, junior year of their high school uh, tenure, if you will. And then we had the PCS and I was the medical chief, um, for an artillery battery, uh, not in Pensacola. And we moved away, they finished high school. And then finally we PCS again in 2019 from that artillery battery. And that is when my wife and I became empty nesters. And I'll kind of put a pin in that timeline and go back to Pensacola. While we were here, my wife and I got involved in just very superficial uh, human trafficking. Now, mind you, this is 2011. People had heard of it, sort of, um, but it, it was not the buzzword it is today. Uh, not It wasn't even close. It was the movie taken with Liam Neeson, and that was about it as far as the majority of people's Knowledge of what human trafficking was, looked like, all that. Okay.
2: So, what you're saying, so, so what you're saying in retrospect for people that may not understand your description of that is people knew the Hollywood side, they didn't know the, yeah, okay, this is a real thing in America and around the world type of thing.
1: That is, that is correct. And that's very important. And I'm sure we'll get to it because. Whenever I'll do my trainings at, I, I get, we travel all over the place, my wife and I, and give um, trainings and seminars and and what have you, just to get parents aware. And the very first thing, every interview, every training I ever give, the first question I ask the audience, and I'll do it right now to y'all, is when I say the words human trafficking, to you, what is the picture in your mind? What does that look like? And 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 I'll, I'll legitimately ask you right now, like what. What do you think that looks like in your head?
2: I'll let JJ and Oink take this one.
0: The, the Southern okay. border. Okay. It's the Southern border.
4: Oink. Yeah. And I would, I would say the majority of the first thing that comes to my mind. I mean, obviously we know there's going to be some males involved, but I think the majority obviously is going to be females being trafficking for whatever the case may be, sex, prostitution, whatever the case
5: may be.
1: Okay. Um, and, and I've heard that those two before I hear a lot of like, cages and basements and dark places and things of that nature. And mind you, but like those things do happen. But the majority of human trafficking cases don't look like the Hollywood versions. They don't look like the movie taken. Um so I'll go back to when I was in Pensacola, we did all this training. My wife and I kind of became the the human trafficking folks in town that would travel around and just give awareness trainings. So that was our level of involvement in our fight against human trafficking. Okay. So that took us to 2016. We PCS, all four of us, my two sons, my wife and I, we go to this artillery battery and we continue doing that type of work, awareness, advocacy, things of that nature. And then finally, again, my wife and I, December of 2019, I got orders in this Navy guy going to a Marine Corps unit in Utah. Like what the hell?
2: Well, that they, sounds like a lot of fun for you.
1: What is a squid <laughs> doing in the middle of Utah? <laughs> so, yeah, right. Um, the reason why we chose those orders, it was independent duty. I was the only Navy personnel on this entire base. Uh and the reason we chose it was because the organization we had been helping and worked with at one time was headquartered out of Utah. So we fast forward to March and we all know what March 2020 looked like. It's like uh, we don't need to go through that bullshit, right? Oh, definitely not. <laughs> yep. And everything <laughs> shut down. And my, like I said, my wife and I became empty nesters, right? So we're, we're in Utah. My two sons stayed back in at the other place where we had been at the artillery battery and my, one of my sons calls us and I'm not going to go too far down this rabbit hole. One, um, because it's not my story to tell from his perspective. And two, I will get way too emotional and this will turn into a sappy interview and none of us
2: will say that for DD against DD. How's that?
1: There, that's fair. There, that's fair. So, my son was calling his mother and I to say goodbye. Um, he had chosen that he did not want to be here anymore. And we were like, what the hell? Like, what the hell is going on? But there is a good ending to this story because it's going to get dark here for a second. Just know that when I put a bow on this, it's good. So we come to talk to him off the ledge, um, come to find out when we were stationed in Pensacola prior, which is why I mention it and why I mentioned the fact that we were people that we were parents that worked in the world of exploitation and trafficking. Um, it happened to my son. This this happened to my kid. Uh, there's a lot of guilt and anguish and pain that goes along with that. And for any parent that thinks, I, I I'm sure there may be people listening right now like, how the hell did, can that happen? Um, I, I assure you that, like, I wasn't a negligent father. I was incredibly involved. Like, I'm, I'm, I don't know how I missed it. And trust me when I say that I have spent a long time r- rolling through that time frame in my head, beating the piss out of myself. So, immediately, when this phone call happens, my wife drops everything. Um, we were living in a tiny house. We had decided, my wife and I decided to become minimalists, sold 90% of our shit bought a 200 square foot tiny house on wheels and have it in Utah. And we had been there four months and my wife dropped everything, drove to where that, where they were and picked my son up and head back, headed here to Pensacola. The reason why they came to Pensacola was one, we had a house here that, that we had kept and had just been renting out as subsidiary income uh, while we were in other places because we planned on retiring in the Pensacola area whenever I got there. Um, but this is where there's a support system and resources that we had was here in Pensacola, Florida. And she picked them up and came back here and moved back into that old house with my son. And the plan was to do that for about five to six months. And I was just going to geo it in Utah. Well, my first sergeant at the Marine Corps unit I was with heard about what was going on, obviously. And he's like, have you have have you considered applying for HUMS orders? Um, if you're a Marine or Navy personnel listening to this, you're gonna know what HUMS orders are. For if you're not, I'm gonna give a real brief overview. HUMS orders is just an acronym for humanitarian orders, and what it is is that the Navy And Marines, if you have a family issue that is so tragic, egregious, something that requires your current set of orders to be severed immediately and you to go somewhere else to deal with this matter, you need to apply for them. You need to show the paperwork and proof that this situation is legit and that your presence is required for it to be rectified. And at that time, like PCSs were halted. Like nobody was moving. This is the beginning of that shit. The military was at a full stop. The world was at a full stop. And when I submitted that paperwork, uh, everything got approved in mid April and they, they sent me back here to Pensacola and that is how I'm still in this area now. And why I'm currently stationed at NAS Pensacola is because I am on Huns orders. Um, where I am attached to a command, I still have responsibilities and what have you, but the the Navy is giving me a long enough leash to say, this is your number one priority, your son, your family, deal with this. And when we get to some check mark in this healing process that we feel that we can bring you back full time and it, it won't be an issue, we will. So, we're now two years into these arms orders. I've been here a minute. And we wanted to do more. I told you we had been, after that point, about seven years, we had been doing advocacy. Um, if you don't know, Pensacola is a huge hub for trafficking, exploitation. You have I 10, we're in the panhandle. Like, there's a lot of shit that goes down in this area. And it just so happens that the single most expert on search and rescue, whether it is missing, exploited um, kids or adults, that gentleman lives in Pensacola, and he's a retired master chief. His name is Brad Dennis, and he happens to be a fantastic friend of mine. And when I came back, he asked my wife and I if we wanted to come on as part of his search and rescue team, which is part of what we do at Change and Change. And um, there'll be a million questions about that because that's the, that's the flashy sexy part of this world that everybody always has questions about. And I say that not, not sexy. And just, I'm just using an adjective (laughs) for the sake of using it. Um, But the other aspect of what we do is my wife and I sold the home that we moved back to. It's a 3,500 square foot beautiful home on the beaches of Perdido Key, Florida, our dream home. We sold it in April, 2021. And bought 21 acres of raw land. And when I say raw, I mean fucking grass and trees and shrubs, the end. And we came out here in a borrowed camper and took our entire lives and just said, man, I hope this works out. Because what we wanted to do was build a tiny house village to give survivors a place of refuge after completing a safe house program to get financially stable take away some of those vulnerabilities that may have led to the situation that got them to where they were. And we are now at a point where we cut the ribbon on the second tiny home 10 days ago when we have been housing survivors since May. All right. That was a really long winded answer. And I'll just pause right there. Well,
2: first off I want to commend you on what you are, you and your wife are doing and have done for the last, what did you say? Ten years? Yeah. That, in that. of itself, is a feat because many people, um, after a few years in, it would have been too much. Just, just seeing the, the outcomes and 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 the emotional toll and and the mental aspect, it it, it would have, they they'd been done. They, they, they couldn't have done it no more. I've seen it too many times and it's, and it's, it's understandable. Um, JJ Oink, do you want to ask or say anything to Troy before we go further?
4: No, man. I, I, like I said, I've kind of looked over the the website there a little bit and watched a little bit of the YouTube video that you guys have on there and, uh, took a screenshot of that bear land you were talking about and dropped it in our radio chat, but, uh, I mean, yeah, yes, it's definitely definitely some bare land, that's for sure. But uh, <laughs> yeah. no, I think what you guys are doing is awesome. I mean, obviously, it's it's kind of concentrated down there in the Pensacola area. I think we should have one in every damn city, to be honest with you, because obviously, this isn't just a you know Florida issue or a Texas issue there on the border. I mean, it's everywhere. Even here in Alaska, um, we we've cases of people getting you know child trafficking and um, you know missing children all the time.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, don't don't get me wrong. Like, Pensacola may have the statistics may be up there a little bit, but mind you, most cases go absolutely unknown, unreported. Yeah. I I would say domestically, like within the U.S., I would say it's probably even across the board. We try we go all over. Like, the, if people are interested in what true, let me backpedal, and and I and I hope I don't. Step on to like well, no, I don't really don't give a shit. But
2: I go for it, brother. Fucking go for it. This is your moment. This is your
1: time. Okay. Well well, here it is. Let's just take TikTok, for example. Oh my god. uh, Here we go. (laughs) Yeah. I know where it's um, going. (laughs) So I see a lot of people talking about this topic now. And you got your little fucking pedophile hunter hat on. And and your all of your content is based on this, but like, but what are you doing? Like, what are you really, really doing? There is so much that needs to be done, and you hit the nail on the head. Like, my uh, we make no bones about it. My wife and I are very transparent. What this world looks like, it is dark. We have to go to our own therapy. Like, and and I don't, I, I don't mind saying that whatsoever. It can be very dark and that is the that's the dirty place that people really don't want to get muddy yes you want to you want to talk about it and 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 kind of make it look like you're doing something but there are so many holes to plug in this sinking ship like you can fill a role right now you're going to have a skill uh some time or monetary whatever it is you're gonna you can fill some sort of void that is tangible and not just clout chasing for clicks, likes, comments, and fucking GoFundMe. Yeah. Like I can't, I can't, I can't do it anymore, man. I can't the first thing people when people ask me how do I get involved and how do I know if they're legitimate, the first thing I say is ask them for their 501c3. Because that was so difficult for us to get that. You know, someone is all the way in and doing things that are making an impact. If there is like legitimate paperwork backing up and not just like subscribe to my Patreon to watch me chat with this guy who thinks I'm a 14 year old and I'm going to post this video on YouTube. I get it. Exposing those individuals, it, it's good. It's great. But, but then what? But then what? What, what happens? outside of you gaining some followers and subscribers and what have you. And when I came on TikTok a year ago, it's everywhere. Yep. It's everywhere. Yep. And so we have, we have a contact us tab on our, our, so our TikTok has kind of taken off. My personal one got kind of, it blew up a little bit. And so people will go to our website and they'll hit our contact us tab. And, They think if they sign up to volunteer that they get to join us on search and rescue missions and that we're repelling out of helicopters and there's flash pins and we're kicking down doors and we're dragging out predators and we're and we're getting kids out and hooray. And I'm like, number one, you're not coming with us anywhere. That's not how that that's not how that works. But hey, we have a a volunteer tent set up at the Pensacola ice flyers game, handing out trifolds to parents with resources. About how to safeguard your child's online activity. Oh, uh, yeah, I, I can't do that. Got it. Check. Got it. So you're not, you're not in this for the right reasons. You're in this because you want to do the things that you see on TV that you find self fulfilling because there's no self fulfillment here, man. Like I'm sitting here right now as we talk. I am sitting in a 50 square foot bedroom. That is attached to my 200 square foot tiny home on a 21 acre piece of land where my dinner was the eggs from the chickens that I have outside. So don't, this isn't me bitching and moaning. I, I personally, I love this lifestyle. Yeah. But, but there's, there's nothing grandiose about being in this world. And we really need people to understand that and to say, I don't give a fuck. I'm gonna do something tangible to help these kids that I keep using hashtags about how we need to save them right No one cares about you. no one cares about your hashtags, man. They do uh, a full net zero,
5: yeah
2: at the end of the day yeah you're you're one hundred and ten percent right um for those just joining us, whether it's Sergeant Wardog or you're tuning in to Barrett's talk now, we're talking. <laughs> With Joy usifer of Change Unchained, um, now you've done this for ten years, and you've explained that you basically live in a dollhouse, right? Um,
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, you got kid and, kid and Barbie in a dollhouse. So we live in a two hundred square foot converted low shed that's now a home. That's yep.
2: nice. That's nice. <laughs> yeah. actually, oh,
1: beautiful inside. Right, yeah, I,
2: I, I'm gonna go off kilter here a little bit what is the one thing that in the last decade of of doing this what's one thing that completely shocked you as far as what you knew and didn't know and found out by doing what you're doing right now with child sexual exploitation and human trafficking
1: that is the easiest question i've ever it's it's how much of this happens within the four walls of the homes that these survivors and victims and children live in. Uh, it, it's not, it's not the conversion van with free candy spray painted on the side. It's, it's uncle Leroy who is a predator that goes unchecked. And a lot of the times immediate family members are aware. And for whatever reason, but there's, there's a million and we've heard them all um it just goes undealt with either it's been generation to generation um scared whatever but that right there many 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 of the cases happen within the four walls the the same house the child is being exploited in is the same house they lay their head down at night um again this this is not all this is just you asked what was more, sh- more shocking that a lot mm-hmm. of the cases we found were that.
2: Right. And, and, you know, the more that I've gotten into this, because like I said, we, we've been trying to do DV against DV for years. And um, I've been against the trafficking, against the sexual exploitation of children, et cetera, et cetera. Since I could remember it's, it's personal to me. It's personal to a few at DV, And the more I dive into it, the more I see that is the most common is it is in a family. It is in the household. And like, it it is shocking, right? Because your family should be the trustworthy ones, the ones that you turn to when that happens, not the ones you run away from or the ones you shy away from. And it disgusting isn't even the word like that is such an understatement. And it, it it's mind-boggling the fact that people, when you bring this up, when you bring up, okay, this is literal statistics, we've seen them, and they're like, yeah, well, it it's not happened to me, so it can't be real, right? That's how they look at it. We're not living in a fucking Disney princess movie, right? This isn't a, a, a happily ever after all the time. Like it's reality and people don't want to see it because it's not happening to them. And in fact, it's probably happening next door to the family. Right. I mean,
1: that, that's, and that's, boy, I, I'm glad you said that. Cause that's another thing is, you know, we get a lot of people at like, are you going to go? So I told you that we moved to Utah. Cause I was with another organization. I'll, I'm not going to name them, but my role with them was I was on their, their search and rescue team and theirs was international. Mm-hmm. Guatemala, Honduras, things of that. Right. So I was the medical guy, um, and people always ask, like, "Are you going to go back to that?" And the and the answer is no. And I don't do that quickly or, or I'm not insensitive about what's happening in other countries. But I can throw a rock from where I'm sitting right now, and be able to. There's somebody that needs me right here. Yeah. Like I don't have to go far away to help somebody. I will, but. The need, the need is here. And if you're listening to this, the need is where you're sitting. Mm -hmm. And you don't have to go anywhere. You don't have to fly anywhere. You don't need a fucking passport. You need to open your eyes and be willing to do very thankless, tedious work. Because I think it's important. I say, like, our organization works hand in hand with law enforcement. We're not, we're not some vigilante group. We do the OSINT gathering. We have online chatters. Uh, we do knock and talks and interviews and report writing. And when it comes to the kinetic portion of this, if a case comes to that, that is all done by law enforcement. We have no authority to do anything other than what I told you that we do. So again, it, it's we're not in flak jackets and Kevlar, you know, roaming the streets. It's behind it. It is ninety nine percent behind a computer gathering intelligence. Gathering information. And when we get that intel package put together, whatever detective brought us in on the case, we'll hand that over to them and they take care of the actual, you know, door kicking, if you will.
2: Right. Before I ask you uh, about a couple of terminologies and the differences in them, um, yep. I don't think people realize that a lot of it today is happening on social media, is happening online. Could you talk about that for a minute?
1: Love to. I actually have it written here on my little notes of things I make sure I don't forget to bring up. <laughs> so when when a certain lockdown occurred, uh, there was a 90% increase in predatory uh, cases online. It is. It is, I, I can't give you the exact number, what I know that we deal with here, I would say 99.9% of all cases start on social media. Typically, it starts with a lot of love bombing. It, I'm sure everybody is familiar with that term. Somebody's going to tell a young girl or a young boy how great they are, how wonderful they are, what have you. And immediately, the big red flag is they're going to try to take that from Instagram, TikTok, or Facebook Messenger and ask to move it off app onto WhatsApp, Telegram, Signal. Those are the big three. And obviously, for obvious reasons, right? So, quote unquote, encrypted, but I, yeah, I wouldn't trust that. But that—that um, that is the biggest red flag—is when an individual starts asking someone to move off of a social media app on it to a more direct encrypted messenger. And I told you that it had got bumped up 90%. Um, here within the last, I don't know, six months, um, we've noticed it increased even more. And it's becoming more out in the open. Big, TikTok is a big one. I brought this up again. I, I'll probably bring it up multiple times. If your child is on TikTok, you need to be heavily, heavily, heavily monitoring that activity. Um, Not every predator is doing things necessarily in the confines of the DM realm. We see it just blatantly out in the open grooming children. Why do you think
2: that is? Because I, I know what you're talking about. I've seen it yeah. through Eliza Blue, as I mentioned her earlier, and a few other things yeah. that I, I pay attention to and I research and stuff. Why do you think that people are becoming more public with the comments or the suggestions and stuff of, of that
1: nature? i you what, man. The anonymity, quote-unquote, of the internet has... People have lost their minds, bro. Uh, they There is a... A sense of Superman syndrome that so many people get because you're behind a keyboard. No matter how many times you watch Chris Hansen sit down somebody, what was it to catch a predator? Like no matter no no matter how many times you see that, or how many news cases you see of somebody being caught with CP and arrested, they don't. They think they're untouchable because it's they're not in person. I don't know if I have any more of an answer for you because I assure you all of us that work in this world are just as shocked as y'all. Yeah. And, and people will bring it up and they'll get reported. Number one, banning to handle this on the LE side is egregiously under me. Like, egregiously.
2: Yeah, well, I mean, I, I remember the report that came out Just recently about all the exploitation and trafficking going on on Facebook, Facebook was completely aware of it and then absolutely nothing. And it's like you just told us a few months ago that you were doing something about it, yet nothing has been done since.
1: And I wish I had some Socrates type philosophical answer for that. And Mm -hmm. and I, I don't I don't know. Um, it's, it's harmful. You're, you're, you're talking to someone who is a byproduct of that kind of activity. Mm-hmm. I wasn't the victim, but it, it has, my life has changed completely. Right. And I mean, completely in two years. Um, you know, I'm looking out my window right now and the land isn't as raw as it looked in the video. Now, like we worked our ass off and, <laughs> We've had incredible support. Um, the Marine Corps League has come out with bulldozers and, and land clearing equipment. The grass is growing back, and we have a full functional infrastructure down here uh, with filled houses with survivors already. Uh, but I was I was born in San Diego. Uh, I've been a city boy my whole life, and now I'm out here, you know, collecting eggs out of tires that I cut in half and screwed into my chicken coop and picking sweet Carolina peppers out of my amazing greenhouse I had built. Like if you were to talk to me 30 months ago, you'd be like, yeah, that guy ain't going to live like this. (laughs) Um, So I I had told you before, like when my wife and I said we were all in, like we all in. In fact, my wife is walking into the bedroom right now. Hi wife.
2: Somebody's going to ask, do you dig a hole to use the bathroom?
1: No, we have, we have actual like, septic plumbing, for like real people. It's not as archaic as it was when we first moved out here. Like when we came here, there was no water, no electricity, or whatever. But now, I mean, it's been it's been sixteen months, and we have we have quite the uh quite the setup out here. It's it's beautiful, and you can see it on we all over change and change
2: space, but you can see what it looks like now. And, and again, you know, it's, it, it is shocking. It's, it's, it's mind boggling. Like, you know, I'll probably use those words a thousand times to describe 98% of the stuff we discuss here uh before you go. Um But the, the terms I wanted to uh ask you to explain the difference in, because I hear them interchangeably so much. And I'm like, no, that's, that's not how that works. Um, But human trafficking and sex trafficking, what is the difference?
1: So let's just, let's start with just the word trafficking, right? A lot of people, when they hear that, most people's minds go directly to sex trafficking. There's multiple types of trafficking, labor trafficking, indebted servitude. Trafficking for sexual purposes isn't the only reason. So when you hear human trafficking, that does not, necessarily mean sex trafficking here in pensacola there was multiple massage parlors that were busted and when you hear that for human trafficking right um so when you hear that you automatically think sex trafficking one massage parlor Mm -hmm. two human trafficking and it was none of those things it had nothing to do with sex and it is because um some folks had smuggled individuals from out of country in here to work for room and board. And when I say room and board, bro, they're not set up at the Hyatt. Like it's, it was all of these ladies, I believe it was eight of them, stuck in a room that was, you wouldn't let your cat stay in, you know, and given just the basic nutritional necessity to get them through the day and nothing more. And to pay in, in order to pay back the person that brought them here, they were working 12, 14, 16-hour days. And it just ends by working in the massage parlor. Like, they had to keep this individual's house. They cooked them dinner. Um, None of this involves sex, at least to our knowledge. That human trafficking is kind of that umbrella term that is all-encompassing on all the different types of trafficking. Um, I, I don't know if, like, do you remember, G, like, GMTs, general military trainings? I have no idea if that's across the branches, but in the Navy, every year we have to do these annual trainings called GMTs, and we always had one called TIP. <laughs> Insert joke here. I got it. Yeah. I got it. So the, it was called trafficking in persons. And this is from when I, this was a GMT that was mandatory back when I first joined in 2003. Um, and it covered all of those different ones. So I always felt that military personnel kind of had a grasp on that. But now that sex trafficking has become so prevalent, it's such a spotlighted topic, it's such a big buzzword everywhere. Whenever anybody says trafficking or human trafficking, they think of sex trafficking. And then to answer your question, sex trafficking obviously that's self-explanatory. I mean, that that's the version of trafficking that is dealt with: the individual being trafficked is being done
2: so for sexual. Right. Yeah. Well, like it, I said, I, it, I hear it, it so much. It's interchangeable. It's interchanged, and and it 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 sort of ticks me off because people don't educate themselves, or the the resource they got it from is completely uneducated, or unresearched and it it, it it's
1: in a lot of that yeah it's of, it's a pet yeah, peeve of mine of sorry i
4: know i know Troy's got to go here shortly but uh i did want to touch on one subject as well as a parent and or grandparent here shortly um where are some of the places that parents can go to uh help themselves yep. uh monitor their children
1: oh i i'm really glad you brought that up so what i'm going to do i'm going to name one here because i could we could spend five hours with me giving you resources, but you guys were awesome enough to offer that. If I sent you information, you would post it. Where were you going to put it on your website? Is that right?
2: So we have uh, three websites, but the place where I'm, I'm going to have them uh, main state at is dysfunctionalveterans.com and it'll be a whole resource uh, section dedicated to these resources.
1: All right. So let, let me land this plane. And, and So this will be my final... My final spiel and for all of you parents, grandparents, or better yet, just people that give a shit and they, and they care about the vulnerability of, of children. Okay. So here it is. You are not your child's friend. And I, I'm not saying this like I'm up on my soapbox or uh, remember who I am and, and, and why I'm in the position I'm in. I, I, I failed. I failed as a father. Um, don't learn from my, I I say, don't learn, learn from my mistakes. I need you to learn from my mistakes and I'm, I'm, I'm pleading. So with that said, I don't care how much privacy you think your child deserves. Okay. When it comes to online activity, giving them unfettered access, you are playing Russian roulette. And instead of there being one bullet in the chamber, you're lucky if there's one bullet out. Because if they have unfettered access in 2022 to the internet, that's that's beyond dangerous. I would go as far as to say it's borderline negligent, and I would take the word borderline out of it. It's negligent. It's it's so it's so dangerous. So with all that said, I say get. There are many, many different programs and softwares out there that will assist you in keeping your child safe. And I'm going to give you one because it's it's my personal preference one, the one that I recommend, and it's called Bark, B-A-R-K. And it will alert you as the parent regarding website activity. It will alert you in regards to direct messages. And some of you may be thinking like, my God, that's a little invasive. Okay. What's the alternative? You know what I mean? Um, the, the, it does, it does a million different things, but there is a, a top five that I have, of uh, online software that you can do along with other resources that I'm going to put in a nice little package and I'm going to email it to y'all. If you give me maybe 24, or 48 hours, um, I will get that to you, so you can get that pushed out to your listeners. And please, for the love of God, be invasive parents. Be invasive, that your kids will hate you for it now and love you for it when they're grown up.
4: I appreciate it because uh, my son's just turning ten or just turned ten, and has been bugging us about a cell phone, which is a, a great way to get him in you know communication with us when he goes to his friend's house, which is you know two, three, three blocks away, you know down the street. And you know me and his mom's been talking about you know getting him one, but at the same time. The safety aspect of the whole thing, and I'm glad that uh, you brought this up because that's definitely something we're going to look into.
1: Yeah, if you're going to get one, especially at that age, it's think about yourself when you were ten. And I know it's scary, right? Like <laughs> I, I know all of us are kind of oldie goodies in here. You know, I'm in my mid forties, so when I was ten, internet didn't exist, But yeah. I can't imagine what I would have been doing at ten years old if I was given a cell phone with this magical freaking thing on it called the internet where I could do say and see whatever I wanted. It's unbelievably dangerous. So before you even give them the phone, get that software program and have that very, very intense talk with your kid. One, this isn't your phone and anytime that I want it, you're going to hand it to me. You're not going to delete anything. I will see everything. And just let them know up front, this is how it's going to be. If you want this, if you want this juice, here's the squeeze. So that, that's my advice to your friends, and, and I hope you and your listeners
2: uh, take it. Yeah, I'm actually glad you brought up Bart, because um, one of uh, he, he's basically my brother. Um, <laughs> his little girls call me Uncle Bo, and he had given his middle child uh, his old cell phone, and we were talking one night and I'd sent her a YouTube channel link for uh uh gummy bear song. You know what I'm talking about? The yummy uh-huh. Yeah. So I'd send it to her and she was like, Dad gets a, a message every time you send the link, Uncle Bob. And I was like, Oh shit. <laughs> he's gonna his, his, his yeah. phone's gonna blow up and he's gonna see that I send a link and he's gonna be like, What are you sending her? <laughs> but it, that's good that's absolutely what needs to happen. And I think more parents need to get away from this. I'm your friend. I'm not your parent bullshit or, well, they need their privacy too. They're a child. They are a child.
1: You are, you're, you are a protector one. Like that's, that, is, that is supposed to be your role. Yeah. At least, at least in my world, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, And this is coming from somebody who just like, I get enough. I get enough on that paper. And I've had to deal with that. There's a lot, there's a lot more we could go into that. And and from another time, we may do that from a parent's perspective of of this. I'd love to. Yeah, and and I don't mind, like maybe a year ago, I wouldn't have touched it. Maybe a year ago, I probably wouldn't even be having this conversation. This is for me to talk about it like this and be as candid as I am is a lot of, a lot of soul searching, a lot of therapy (laughs) and a lot of, of being involved in other, like I've sat with a lot of parents, bro. Like I've sat with a lot of parents. We do this thing called the big search all over the country where we'll get get cases um, from their human trafficking task force of their most high-risk missing youth. Uh, A lot of them are CSEC, C-S-E-C, and what that means is commercially sexually exploited children. Um, It's the law enforcement terminology for uh, an underage individual who has been confirmed that in the past, They have been exploited or trafficked or things of that nature, and they've gone missing again. And we'll get these cases every year we go to – we'll just use this one. Um, Every year for Super Bowl week, we are in Las Vegas, our whole team. Um, Brad Dennis, as I mentioned before, his group called to Rescue Free International, uh, who is based out of Vegas. We all come in together. We all have a specific role, but we have been working on these cases – we get the cases for Super Bowl week, the first week of January. Cause again, we're not there to kick indoors. We're there to gather so that when we are boots on the ground for the week of Super Bowl, we're able to go and do a, do our knock and talks, conduct our surveillance, gather all of that intel up. And then in the last three days of Super Bowl week, we sit down at a big round table at Las Vegas TV. and we say, and we go case by case. Here's what we have is there actionable intel? Yes, awesome. And they go and they roll on that. And this year we had 68 cases that we were working. Um and we located before we left Las Vegas for Super Bowl week, we had located 45, which is great. Um but there's another 23 that we didn't which always just it weighs on your mind. Um Let's see, it's 7.53. There's a couple of minutes here. There is one more thing I do want to say. Uh, You've never heard me use the word rescue, even though we are people like, you run a house for rescue rescues or you're out doing rescues. I really try to avoid that word um, because it's very, there's like a finality to that. Like we go to Las Vegas and we locate a kid. That's great. I never say that we rescued a kid um, because When we locate a kid is kind of when shit really begins. Mm -hmm. Like, because then there's a, then what? Because what if it was a familial individual that was doing it? I, just because I find them, I can't send them home. Um, so we, we, I really try to not use the word rescue, uh, because the real hard work is the years and years afterwards of therapy and aftercare programs And substance abuse programs, because a lot of them get hooked on drugs, whether inadvertently or inadvertently. But anyway, I'm rambling Uh, at this point, and uh, I appreciate you all dearly.
2: First off, before I send it over to JJ, since you were his guest, (laughs) um, (laughs) I I want want to thank you and commend you uh, not only for what you and your wife are doing, um, but for how you explain it, how you describe it. You don't use the word rescue or you at least try not to. Um, and, and being as candid as you were with the, the person at the, the person of the personal aspect. <laughs> I'm wanting to say more words You're than drinking. I need to at once tonight. Told you guys I am exhausted um, with us. Uh, Cause I know that's hard. Um, like I said, DV against DV started because it's a personal thing to all of us on one avenue or another. Um, so I want to thank you and commend you on everything you guys are doing, uh, with change unchained. Uh, and we didn't mention it earlier, but if you want to find out more about this nonprofit, it's changeunchained.com. Um, I will not publish this episode until Troy sends me all of those links and I get them up on the website. That way you guys and gals and whomever else get those resources as soon as this podcast comes out. Um, But thank you for coming on tonight. I look forward to working with you in the future and having you on DV against DV and I'm going to shut the hell up because now I'm running and I'm going to give it back to <laughs> JJ and Oink and Sergeant Wardog and let them do their thing
1: with you. I I appreciate that. Thank you very much.
0: Well, all I've got to say is thank you, uh, Troy, for joining us. And, um, you know, I've been out for a hot minute and there are very few people who are still, uh, if if you're not standing in front of me in the uniform, I'm not going to refer to you by first name. But honestly, Chief, um, you wear the title in the way you wear the uniform and in the way you carry yourself. And so um, I hope you don't find it offensive if I refer to you as as Chief, because in my mind, that's something that you have more than earned and uh, deserve to be called, regardless of if you're in uniform or not. So, I just wanted to say thank you. Um, your story is uh, eye opening and I think uh, inspiring.
1: I, I appreciate that. And no one else besides you and me are going to understand what I'm about to say, but you deserve this. So, several months ago, you sent something to our nonprofit. Um, you did it without any wanting any accolades, you did it anonymously. And I want to let you know that this evening, I, I sat down at our little community area down at the Tiny House Village and ate dinner with one of our survivors at a stain out of uh, one of your handmade uh, bowls that you sent us. So I hope oh, that made oh, something man. to you. <laughs> and I appreciate the fact that you took the time just to say, hey, here's my skill, and here's a hole I can plug. I, and that's the shit I was talking about earlier. Like, you fill the void for somebody tonight as small as you may think it is it wasn't and i just want to tell you that i appreciate you
0: well thank you and i'm and and i meant it when i said they take that with them you let me know i'll send another well guess what brother i need about four more (laughs) okay
4: i'm on it i'm on it no i think I've, i've already mentioned it like i said i appreciate what you and your wife are doing together as a team i mean obviously none of us can do it alone i mean I've been married to the same woman for now for over 28 years who I also served in the military with. So, I know I could never do anything alone without her help, so uh, I'm glad that she's there for you and that you guys are doing this together because you guys are making a difference in the change and uh, you know continue on. Bring her, bring her on it. next time. Bring her on yeah. next time. Yeah, definitely. No, no, she's at the fair right now. I can't, I can't control that. I mean, not she likes your spending wife. Money. His, yeah, not yours. <laughs>
0: Jesus, come
1: on. Oh. Oh. Ah, way- <laughs> so we
0: know so she's going to say. We put up with you all the time.
1: That's true. He was actually going to hop on, but something came up. Just. This- related to some individuals staying down at the village. So that didn't happen, but I know she would love to. And I think it's important that you get her perspective because you're right. I've been married to her 25 years (laughs) and there ain't no way that I'm doing what I'm doing without having her out here because I'm a fucking
5: mess. (laughs) I
0: I know you've got to leave Troy, but I do want to say that aside from this part of your story, you've got a pretty amazing fucking story. And it would be great to talk about how you came about joining the Navy in the first place, because that story is a really <laughs> cool story. I, I'm yeah. sorry,
1: it's a great story. Yeah, I, I I would be happy to do that. We we were, that that's a whole episode in itself. And just we can preface that with saying that that Chief used to be Fat Boy Troy in a massive, massive way, and uh, <laughs> 300, 330 hundred and thirty pound Troy after nine eleven decided to drop one hundred and forty pounds and enlist within six months. So that's kind of, that's, that's kind of the gist. And we can go through that another time for sure.
2: So I can tell everybody and be safe to say the next episode of Barrett's talk with you will be titled fat boy, Troy.
5: Fantastic. If you do that, I'll punch
0: you in the face. You know what, Bo, it don't matter that you're in a wheelchair. He'll punch your
1: ass. My God, it's like being in in junior high again. (laughs) Really quick. Yes, go
2: ahead. Just really quick, Sergeant Wardog, I know you came in late, but do you want to say anything to Troy really quick?
3: Oh, of course. You are my action figure, bro. And I mean that literally. Uh, This subject pisses me off. But when it comes down to effective action, I have none. I have you. And I thank you, bro. Salute. I appreciate that. I appreciate that a lot.
1: Actions over words, fellas. You have a great evening.
2: You too, Troy. Thank you so much for coming on. We look forward to having you on DV against DV and another Barrett's Talk very soon. You've got an open-ended invite. Just let us know, brother. Yes, sir. So that was Troy (laughs) Yousifer of ChangeUnchained.com. Uh, We will have all the links to that in the podcast description as well as the resources when he sends those over to us. And like I said, I will not release this podcast until he sends those to me and I get those up on the website because I want you all to be able to have those resources as soon as you hear them mentioned. So when this podcast comes out, that means those resources are up. On dysfunctionalveterans.com, I have a link to them from DV Farm and DV Radio, and we'll have them on our um, card link where, you know, we have all of our shit in one special place, uh, and you can just click on it and go over there and, and get all that. But, yeah, there is no way we could have got down to every little facet of what Change Unchained does and... The backstories and the outcomes and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. In in, in a few minutes, there, there's just absolutely no way. Yeah,
0: that's that's a week's worth of shows easily.
2: Yeah, and yeah. and I'm so he's glad got, uh,
0: he's. I mean, he's just got so much going on. It's really impressive what he's doing while on active duty.
2: Right, and I am so. Ecstatic that he agreed to do DV against DV with us. Like you guys don't understand how, like the 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 giddies in my body was just like, woo! We got Troy. Um, <laughs> all the little munchkins came to life. Um, so I I definitely am looking forward to that, and and hopefully his his stuff and Eliza's and um the few the emails that we've got and the one uh past host that we've had uh that wants to tell his story. Hopefully that'll be enough to get us started very soon. Um Jesus, uh there was so much I wanted to talk to him about and I hate that we just did not have the time, you know.
4: Yeah. I mean that when you get somebody that's that interesting that has that many stories that you know you could tell just time and time again and it's kind of hard to seal it down into even a two hour show. If you feel know what I'm saying. So uh, like you said, I'm just kind of glad we had the chance to get him on.
2: Yeah, definitely. And 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 like I said, he's definitely gonna be one of DD against DD's mainstays. Uh, hopefully, alongside Eliza, um, he had never heard of her. Which I was like, oh my god, I I gotta get you in contact with her too, man. Like, <laughs> like it was like a minute before the show, and I was like, ah, man, I'm, I'm gonna get you. I'm gonna get you guys linked. Um, so yeah, th- there. That, that subject, like Sergeant Wardog said, it, it pisses me off. Um, but on the same token, uh, it, it it's, it's a, it's a relief when you have somebody like that, right? It's, it's one of those yep. things like, I can't do it. Like I physically cannot do anything other than what we're doing here. Um, that's why we want to do DV against DV. That's going to be what we do. And we're not doing it for the fucking money. I'm going to tell you that right now. Ain't nobody paying us to do it. Y'all motherfuckers barely buy anything from the store anyway. (laughs) (laughs) So it's definitely not about the money. Um, I don't care if we get a million hits on DV against DV podcast. I want it to get out there so people can hear the stories. People can hear that they're not alone, that it's okay to speak up, that there is places they can get to, There's so many reasons why I want to do it, why we need to do it. Um, And, and it's not being done. And those that are doing it are doing it for selfless reasons. And it it, it pisses me off even more so. Right. So. Mm -hmm.
5: Well, um, I think
0: one of the, one of the things that we need to remember is that the subject is a difficult subject, even when you try to not get into the, ugliness of it it's just a difficult subject it's difficult to admit that the kid next door may be being abused and nobody's doing anything about it even though the family all knows about uncle randy you Mm -hmm. know yeah that's not a fun thing to just say out loud
2: yeah and and the one thing i wanted to bring up that i didn't because that would have been a whole nother fucking conversation is you know people talk about all these people that are on the sex offender list and and how close they are. You don't realize how many people around you right now in your city that you're sitting in right now are on a registry. You don't just go look at the sex offender registry. I have just just go look at the sex offender registry map, put in your zip code or your address and look at the orange pins that surround your house. Mm. I guarantee you in a 50 mile radius, there are more pins in that 50 mile radius then you can shake a fist at I know oh. because I've done it with my own address. I've done it with Mount Airy. I've done it with um, Florida. I've done it with California. I've done it with New Hampshire and Pennsylvania and places that I have loved ones at. And I'm going to tell you right now, it's fucking, it, it looks like a fucking Hollywood movie. You know how they're Another searching one. for somebody with the pins on the map and they got the string and shit. It looks like that. It looks like a spider web of pins on a fucking map. And it's, it pisses the me thing off. Is,
4: yeah. And the sad thing is that those are the ones that got caught. Yeah. There exactly. Yeah, not, like you said, your uncle Randy next door that's been doing it to family members for years. Yeah.
2: And that's my point. That is my point, you know, and and I didn't know it for a long time. There was someone that was in my class, in the class I graduated in. It was, it was happening to them. It was happening to them and, and we never knew why they acted the way they did. They didn't act out or anything. They, they were just unusually reserved. You know what I mean? There was very few people they would talk to They they, when they went through the hallway, they moved with a fucking purpose and it was not becoming of a teenager, right? In a high school or anything. And it was like, man, that's weird. I found out a few years later. Why? And it, you know, if I'd known then <laughs> what I found out later, oh, hell no. That motherfucker wouldn't have been on the fucking earth. Like, I'm gonna tell you right now, I would not be here because I'd be in jail. Straight up. Like, straight fucking up. I don't play that game at all. So, <laughs> like, when I tell you I'd be in jail today for that, yeah, it's true. I'd no fucks given. Anyway. Yeah, I just
4: pulled up the Alaska map for my little town of Palmer, which is about 5,000 people. And there's 19. I'm not even zoomed in as far as street addresses. So there you go. Yeah, That's just scary.
2: That's Palmer in yeah. fucking Alaska. Yep. Now, I mean, and, and you know, I don't, I don't want to beat a dead horse, but watch what your kids do. Watch what your kids do. Take accountability. You need You need to be that guardian. You need to be that protector. You need to be that shield because nobody else is going to be guarantee it. So you need to know what your kids are doing on the internet, on their phone. I mean, Chris has been on before and he'll tell you, he ain't afraid to tell you. He wasn't afraid to tell us kids. He's like, look, I'm going to see where you at. I'm going to see what you're doing. And I'ma note every damn word you type. <laughs> and every picture you send and every picture you receive. And call it helicopter parenting. I don't really give a shit. They're a child. In
0: this day and age, if you're not watching them that closely, you're you're missing
5: mm-hmm.
0: the whole point. Yep. I'm I mean, the, think about it. When we were kids, if we wanted to learn about something, we had Two resources go to the library, or if you were lucky, you had an encyclopedia in your house. Now you can look up anything. No. And I mean apps of fucking literally anything with a device you hold in your hand. <coughs> and that goes two directions because people looking for young children mm-hmm. have complete access. I mean, it's just, I mean, that's just not, it's disturbing how, I mean, yeah, so we have this incredible amount of information at our fingertips all the time. It's wonderful. At the same time, although the majority of people are not bad, there are enough evil people, and that is, ju- it is truly just evil. There are enough evil people out there uh, to take advantage of it.
2: Yeah, and and before anybody asks why we didn't ask him certain questions related uh, uh, to politics and stuff, if you don't know why, I'm not going to tell you. (laughs) You're a dumbass (laughs) if you can't figure that out. Um, Yeah. Yeah. But there will be shows maybe with him in the future, but definitely with DV against DV where we dive into – the, the, the politics and, and the religions and, and bullshit like that. Um, one thing that's really pissing me off with this, uh, uh, today, um, <sighs> pedophiles are pedophiles. You can name them whatever the fuck you want, but the biggest thing is minor attracted persons. Uh, don't. And oh, I'm gonna tell you right now, god you, you, damn it. You you can sugarcoat it all the fuck you want and you can say it's 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 a brain disease or it's a mental go fuck yourself right now. A pedophile is a pedophile, is a pedophile, is a pedophile. There's no two ways about it. Simple as that. So before those that's listening, cuz I know we've got them, I've seen them and I've banned them. But if you're listening and and you throw that shit at me, you're done. Trust me, I can make it happen. There's no more listening to DV radio for your ass. You will not have access to it at all. I promise you. I promise. So don't fucking start that bullshit. I'm going to tell you right now. Don't. Don't fucking play those games because that's not what this is about. I do want to give a huge shout out to Betsy she came in she just left I think Hi, um, uh, that was Bessie Ross author of the Fly, uh, flight fight series <laughs> Fuck. <Flight. laughs> told you man I am fucking beat I'm exhausted I won't go to sleep tonight um, we got a listener up in Washington state Michigan and I bet the one in Kakamo is Mayhem <laughs> 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 yeah everybody's like bo it's kokomo and i was like really, really? no it's it's kokomo <laughs> i was like oh, are, are we really gonna have to ruin the joke right now
5: <laughs> <laughs>
2: but no uh i i i can't think uh chief enough honestly and and you know he, he, him and his wife that's to do this 10 years man holy fuck you know yeah
0: uh, you know he's he alluded to having to do a lot of his own therapy and i'm just like yeah you've been in this world for 10 years you have got to have just i mean just thinking about just reading some of the news stories as dumbed down as they are it's like jesus fucking holy
2: fuck Yeah. yeah you know yeah
0: but to to actually be part of helping find these poor people and, and wow, I'm not,
2: not, I'm not comparing the severity of it. Uh, but having done the modding on the big 2 million follower DV page and having to do the quote unquote suicide watch, um, I know the toll that took on me. And, and all of us mods I can I can't even begin I can't even fucking begin to imagine what him and his wife and anybody that works with him how yeah. that emotionally mentally and physically has bothered their bodies over the years especially 10 years I mean we've done this I've done this since 2015 he's done the the child sexual exploitation and the human trafficking for a decade. Like, holy fuck, you know, like fuck. Yeah. I mean, there's, yeah, there's no way to, to describe it. And, and I'm not going to, I, 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 before people say, why didn't you ask him this? And why didn't you ask him that? Because in the future, I'm not going to do it either, but, um, I'm not going to pressure him to talk about things. It's, it's just not going to happen. If he wants to talk about it, I think JJ Lincoln all, can agree. He's going to talk about it. There's no use in, <laughs> yeah, in pushing buttons. Yeah, he's definitely
0: buttons. got a, the kind of candor where if it's something that he, that he feels needs to be brought up, he's and he's obviously got the experiences that he can just bring it up and discuss it in a frank manner and we're, we're just all going to shut the fuck up and listen. You yeah. know what I'm saying? That's exactly why he's out there I was walking the walk.
2: That's exactly yeah. why I was trying my damnedest not to, to butt in on anything he was saying because it needed to be said. It needed to come from him. We didn't need to interject, you know? Yeah. Um, and I know right before the show, he's like, anytime that I start ranting, just jump in. and I'm like, okay, guy. <laughs> no, that's what yeah. we need to hear. <laughs> yeah.
5: That's why yeah.
2: you're here, bro. <laughs> like I, 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 I see where you're coming from, bro, but no. you're not jj tonight um (laughs) but no it's that that i want more shows like that that's that's what i got into this for to to help people and and it's stuff like that it's guests like that it's the things we talk about whether it's war dog or jj or oink or betsy or myself or mayhem or mirrors p or whomever it's those things that we talk about that we bring up um, that helps you, the listeners. And, and, you know, we had somebody the other day, uh, tweet out, you're my heroes. And, and I'm like, look, <laughs> look, God. um, we appreciate hearing those things, but at the end of the day, we're not heroes because we're just as fucked up as you motherfuckers. I'm going to tell you that right now. Um, we do this for you to help you as much as it is helping us. It's to get you the resources. It's to give you the helping hand. Um, we're not millionaires. We can't make Betsy millionaire, we can't make JJ a millionaire. (laughs) But I wish. But at the end of the (laughs) day, if you're able to come out on the other side, a more enlightened, a more educated, a more uh a a better person resourceful wise then we done our job and and just seeing the, the, the feedback we get from you. It's, it's the pay, it's a paycheck enough for me, honestly, as long as we can keep the lights on for DV radio, that's all I care about.
4: <laughs> you know, they, they, they preach about that networking thing and that whole taps class when you get out of the military. And that's exactly what this is all about, you know, making mm-hmm. those connections to those organizations that are going to help our brothers and sisters, you know, and that's, that's one thing that we, that, 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 like you said, that we, you know, we take, I, I guess, pride in. I don't want we call it pride, but that's the one thing that we, you know, the, that's our paycheck. You know what I mean? As Definitely. long as we have somebody that we can help out, that that's our paycheck.
2: There's, there's organizations and there's companies that still talk about us and there's organizations and companies that don't utter a word about us unless we interact with them first. And, and some of them objective zero being one of them and look at where they're at today. And they talk about us all the time. And I'm like, man, I can't pay you enough to, you know what I mean? They're like, no, 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 no. You got us started. And we're like, yeah, but you, you made it. You, you done it. It was you. Right. So thank you, the listeners. Thank you, the organizations, the nonprofits, the companies that want to come here and help the listeners. With whatever it is that you got to talk about, whatever product it is, I don't care what it is. Thank you guys, Betsy, JJ, Wardog. Uh, who else sells products?
4: A bar soap company. There you go. Uh, (laughs) uh, Southern
2: Bets Coffee, Southern Bets Sweets, Eubora, Mike Guardia, uh,
4: the list goes on dude there's so <laughs> many like i
2: can't i can't like sit here long enough and think um and i'm exhausted i've said it like 15 times but it <laughs> doesn't matter bo's still bo um they're like are you not exhausted ever um <laughs> but yeah so thank all of you the listeners and the guests honestly um and at this point if you don't know betsy is a part of the family. She is the DV radio family. Just as much as War Dog and JJ and Oink and Nevermore. And everybody else. So, yeah. That's why her shit's on the store. And you need to go buy it. Along with JJ's. Bye-bye <laughs> shit. <laughs> I I think. Poor Betsy. I think. I think every time she gets excited about something. I'm like, look. Don't get overly excited. <laughs> Oh, my God. Love her to death. I sell books, she said.
0: (laughs) Hey, I'll be right back. The dogs are losing their minds. All right.
4: Dream killer, she
5: says. (laughs) (laughs) It's funny because, like,
2: we were talking about uh, doing the store thing, and I was like, look. I'll do you like I do JJ 100% is all yours after they take their cut. Not us, the, the, the store. And she was like, that's interesting. Right. know. <laughs> yeah. and, and we got to talking and all. And, and I started helping her do everything. And she was like, Oh, this is exciting. And I was like, don't get too excited. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I can't get these motherfuckers the to buy a sticker. <laughs> oh my God. But, uh, I think I owe you like fifteen or twenty dollars, Betsy. So let me know when you want that. I'll get it over to you. <laughs> um, I think I owe JJ over his time. I think it's like fifty or fifty-five dollars. Um, so yeah. Yeah. I love you guys. I really do. I really do. Wardog. <laughs> you came in real now. <laughs> <laughs> Betsy said now. <laughs> right now.
3: Cut me some slack. Um,
2: me no, slack. I was just gonna say you came in late. Uh, how you doing, brother?
3: Good. <laughs> today was a good day, man. Good day, brother. How good? Oh, I got me a truck, and today I got me a rifle, and I'm ready to legally go after whatever's moving, brother. <laughs> <Right on. laughs>
5: Oh my god
2: Mm. shit so uh how was your week Mr. Woodhog?
3: pretty good man like I said I was uh I was hyped and stoked I'm you know I'm going over my uh going over all my hunting gear just like you know we were doing a stand down in the military you know like we were checking on you know checking on things or, uh, I'm sorry, inspecting all of our things. So I've been just inspecting my gear, seeing what I need to replace, uh, thinking about how I want to, uh, try to record for the first time this year, like self-recording, uh, the the scope that I have is going to be self-recording the shot. And then I'll, you know, be having my GoPros as best I can around. And, uh, I really want to try to push for a professional uh, cam porter though this year. Um, I heard that because yeah, there are many guys that hunt and they self record with professional cameras. So I want to get on that level, man. But uh, first, I need to start stacking some hogs. I need to get my numbers up. <laughs> Nails, I need to get a yes. body count happening. So um, yeah, there's that. And then um, I'm going to, I have a little campaign for eradication, man. I'm just going to go up and like offer my services. Like, hi, I'm Smitty from the psych ward gang. Uh, can I help you with any hogs? If you got hogs, I got guns and bullets. What's up? <laughs> you know? so got to tell you perform- uh,
0: yeah. Super Bowl. Oh god, I can't remember the number. I think it was 42. Um was in uh Phoenix and uh I was at Norad Northcom and I was part of the color guard and we went down there to do the colors for the Super Bowl. And uh the Gunnery Sergeant, who was the Marine, because we had all four services, Color Guard, um, five services. We had Coastie, too. Gunny, uh, his brother-in-law is a chef at Delmonico's in Phoenix. Uh, Frank Sinatra used to hang out at Delmonico's. It was a world-famous restaurant. And the dish that I had was wild hog rack of ribs of wild hog. And I have never had better pork in my life. It was incredible.
2: They say those are actually pretty fucking tender. Oh, my God. It was amazing.
0: I'm telling you, man. Wild hogs, good eating.
2: Well, speaking of hunting hunting and fishing, Warrior Service, Dave Libby, I think they got a fishing tournament coming up. So go over to warriorservice.org. I think they revamped their website and everything. So go over there and get in on that if you're able to. I think it's a limited amount. Um, but yeah, they got a lot of stuff going on constantly throughout the year across the United States. Um, I think he's trying to, uh, get some stuff out of country as well. And let me tell you, we need to get Dave back on the show. Hells yeah. Miss <laughs> old dude. I ain't talking to him in a minute. I need to catch up with him, but he's been real busy out of country and, and stuff. <laughs> One chapter a year. <laughs>
4: <laughs> She's not gonna let you let, let down at all, man. I'm sorry. Look,
2: Betsy, you did say read at your own pace, okay? All right, you said if you need to put it down, put it down and pick it back up. Look, I'm pacing myself, all right? <laughs> oh, shit. Fight, give me one chapter at a time. <laughs> Oh, Lord. We're like one page at a time at this point. Isn't it? <laughs> I do. I feel terrible about that. So bad. But I'm going to tell you what. Somebody asked something about a TV series on Twitter, and uh, Betsy retweeted it and said, Fight. And then, of course, I took All Scars Aren't Invisible, and I was like, Just wait. Because me and her have, have talked about. Um, uh collaborating fight into all scars aren't visible and, and working that into it. Um, some of her characters and, and, and whatnot. And yeah, you have seven years.
5: Then <laughs> <laughs>
2: if If I go by chapters, I have seven years. If I go by pages, <laughs> I have what? 96. <laughs> um, But yeah. Anyway, (laughs) she's given me hell because I've not read the entirety of the first fight book, and I feel absolutely fucking horrible (laughs) because I buy it for everybody else, and they're like, "Oh my god, Bo, it's such a good book," (laughs) and I'm like, "Go leave a fucking review, then. Don't tell me." (laughs) And they're like, "Okay." And none of them have left a review yet, and it really pisses me off. <laughs> oh my god. My mom had to put your poetry book down. Did I tell you that, Betsy? She 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 can't finish it. She cannot finish it. She tried.
3: Dead, Dead air. air. Dead air. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, did we all hear that? Hot mic. We got a hot mic too. oh.
5: <laughs>
0: Nevermore's chasing dogs around the house. Arguing with them because they're all ornery
2: and spoiled. Yeah, Betsy, she came in my room after I'd given her uh, that book and, and she went, I don't think I can finish this book. And I was like, what? And she's like, I don't think I can finish it. And I was like, what do you mean? I was like, the one by Betsy, the one I just gave you, the poem? She's like, Yeah. And I was like, what's wrong with it? And she was like, I just, I can't, Bo. I can't. And then I read some of the pages in it. And I was like, oh, I see. Because I didn't read the book before I gave it to her. I just gave it to her. I was like, here is uh Betsy's poems. And uh she went, Oh, okay. And she, she was real excited about it because she loves the fight series. um, And uh, she started reading it and she came back in here not even five minutes later. And she, I could tell she'd been crying. So, yeah, Betsy knows how to get them. Lorda, Lorda. And then I felt bad because my mom was crying. And then I think I've made Betsy feel bad because <laughs> my mom. Oh, I remember I did tell you now because you were like is that a good or a bad thing <laughs> and I was like I think it's a good thing <laughs> I think if you can pull an emotion out of somebody like that I think you've done what you accomplished right on whether it's a book music show movie Video game. I seen somebody. Uh, sometime this week. Yesterday or Thursday or something. And uh, it said Assassin's Creed. Saved my life. And there goes the phone. Right on time. Um, oh my God. So uh, I, I started reading. What they had put. And, uh, they said they had the date, the time, the plan, they were getting ready to write a letter and everything. And their mom came in and handed them Assassin's Creed black flag. And they were just so shocked that they took it and sat down with their sister and started playing the game. And they were laughing and carrying on and they missed the time that they were going to commit suicide. And they were like, what am I doing? You know? why why did i why did i even have that thought because here i am laughing with my sister and all that and that assassin's creed literally saved their life and i'm telling tell you people look down on harry potter or wrestling or video games or tabletop games or miniature painting or whatever. It means more to somebody than it does you most likely just because you find it stupid doesn't mean it's not helping somebody else. And I'm not saying, you know, I'm perfect. I make jokes about everything. I'm going to continue to make jokes about everything. (laughs) Um, But before you say, you know, wrestling's fake, right? You know that John Wick didn't shoot all those enemies in John Wick, right? Like he, he didn't. He didn't stab that dude in the eye, like he he didn't do that, right? You know that, right? Like Denzel Washington didn't use a fucking nail gun and and kill that dude in the supermarket. You know that, right? Like that—that's what it sounds like when somebody says to me, "You know, wrestling's fake, right?" And on
3: acid, nothing's fake. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. There it is. But no, on parade. Nope. They're good.
2: But no, every medium of art is someone's lifeline, essentially. It, it really is. Um there are songs that touch me and I'm just like, I can't do it. I can't listen to sitting at a bar. You know that song? Oh. I can't listen to this song. I can't. I cannot. I can't. I've got it on my playlist. I skip it every time it starts. As soon as I hear the the, the glasses clink, the bottles and glasses clink, I, I hit fast forward. I can't, I can't, can't do it, can't do it, can't do it, won't do it. <laughs> but anyway, <clears throat> hey,
5: Matt, you know
3: what? One day, what, I'm sorry.
2: No,
5: go ahead. Yeah,
3: yeah, one day we gotta talk about how important it is for a veteran to have his or her playlist and check. And on point, you know what I mean? The music that really helps you get through the day or get through, you know, those difficult moments. We got to talk about how music helped us all survive. You know, even when we were in country, man, how like music is that great motivator, right? Oh, well,
2: I don't know right? if you want to see my playlist. It's over 40 hours.
3: That's that's <laughs> what I'm saying. Of like we dysfunctional <laughs> veterans have to have their playlists my, in check. Bro. That's my
2: that's my main playlist. That's not. You know, my other
3: <laughs> I got just all kinds, man. Just-
2: <laughs> man, I got everything. I've got everything from blues playlist, rock classics, trance, like the original trance, not this stupid shit today. Um, rando relaxing. I don't even know what's in that one. What the fuck's in that one? <laughs> Wow. Wow. There's a lot of shit in that one that I didn't know was in there. I've not listened to that one in a minute. Like, yeah, I feel you, though. I feel you 100%. I was just going to say, though, Mag44, are you new? Because I don't remember that name. (laughs) Mm
5: -hmm.
2: First time listener. First time listener.
3: First time caller. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) We have new faces in the church. Please stand.
5: <laughs> 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 <laughs>
3: Who's passing
2: the collection plate? Because I, we need that bitch passed 10 years ago, apparently. <laughs>
5: <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> y- y'all pull. I'm, I'm going to do like that pastor done the other day. Y'all pull. That's why I ain't got a Gucci watch. Y'all pull. <laughs> <laughs> did y'all see oh, that going around shit. I don't even know what type just, of watch yeah. it was it was like a $20,000 watch or such a, that's why y'all ain't got me a watch y'all you and I was like what
0: <laughs> yeah that guy obviously missed a big part of the book that he's supposed to be uh...
2: I don't know if that was real or if that was a setup or what but I can see somebody doing that that's the sad part <laughs> First time in a while in a while listening to you guys. Well, welcome back, old guy, Mag 44. <laughs> uh Welcome I, back. Just let me insult you. <laughs> <laughs> hey man. He knew what he was getting into when he got in here. <laughs> right. Um, it is D V after all. <laughs> really quick before I forget, D V six uh did want me to say um a lot of shit. Uh he- <laughs> He said that he was going to uh, be on tonight, but he, he's in a lot of pain and he had to uh, feed the animals still. Um, but uh, he wants to tell everybody, hey, and he's still alive. That's the gist of that. And no, I you're had to not read. Not dead yet. I basically had to read over that like three times to make sure I said it without fucking it up. Um, <laughs> while I was talking. That's really fucking hard. Uh <laughs> And Scooby's wanting to get in on it now. Brizzo. It's been a minute since you've been around Brizzo. Old guy for his time in a while listening to you guys. Just that's that, that makes me happy that you're back. Honestly, I don't know how, how long you're going to be back.
0: Um, (laughs) We'll drive him away again.
2: Yeah. Yeah, uh, (laughs) So the other day, um, and and I've got a rag on him uh, because it was his first time podcast Uh, and I think, hey, Oink, you said something to him, didn't you?
4: (laughs) I might have. Uh, yeah, comment was made that uh, (laughs) you you know, you listened for the first few minutes of the show before sick came on and explained the killer hornets with this, he got bored and he shut it off. I'm like, well get your ass over here and chat and talk with us and let us let us know what you're thinking i mean we can we can yeah. bring up any damn subject you want to talk about to make it more interesting i mean
2: yeah so yeah that was the db6 was nearly killed twice podcast that we done last week and his comment verbatim is tried listening way too long of bs at the start turned it off get to the point faster people get bored and I'm like, legitimate question. <laughs> Is this your first time listening to the radio? If so, I'll explain.
3: <laughs>
2: and uh, a format. well, believe it or not, believe it or not. He said, I understand now. Never listened to a podcast before. I thought it was more like a news broadcast. Guess I made an ass of myself. <laughs> And when he said that, I was like, I can't say what's on my mind on Facebook. But look, and I'm nuts. This is not a news broadcast. <laughs> this is dysfunctional
5: veterans.
2: <laughs> and, uh, thank you for listening to the podcast. Uh, there is a skip button for a reason. If you don't want to hear all the hubbub and get to the point, just click through it and, and get to the, I have people that only listen to us for the stupid junk in the news. Okay. <laughs> so I get it. Uh Brizzo said I just missed being able to catch up with the podcast, can't listen while at work, and my commute is about as long as the intro. <laughs>
4: <laughs> well install backseat navigator, take a wrong turn once or twice, and you'll
5: be all right.
2: <laughs> well, I'm I'm gonna tell you what, Brizzo. Like uh Mr. Um Mike over here on on the on the post that had never listened to a podcast before. Skip it, motherfucker. Skip it. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit. Oh wow. I'm a I'm a fuck with you guys now. I'm, it's all game. All game. All fucking game.
3: Oh, he's taking the gloves off. Oh, somebody did something. That's
2: right. <laughs> Mayhem said, listen on the shitter in the morning. The board needs to require a bigger fire extinguisher in the new truck. <laughs> oh, he said he had some updates for me, so I guess I'll talk to him tomorrow. And uh if it's stuff I can put out. I like
0: how I like how Six keeps running into Hornets like every day now. Dude, I almost died again. I almost died again. I almost died again.
2: Like at this point, I'm like, are you actively seeking out the hornets?
3: Like, right? It's like he's it's time to get a suit. It's time to get a hornet suit, dog. <laughs>
2: he, he ain't got a metal detector, he's got a hornet detector.
4: He's got something. Alice, <laughs> so like I said, can I, can I join the dv 6 fan club with just a bee stings in the neck that I got Friday? It, I was like, he comes back with, Did you die? I'm like, No. <laughs> no. <laughs> so I guess I can't join. <laughs>
3: Like wow! Ooh, somebody out well, there. If wants you haven't to gone it. into a
0: coma at least once, then no, you, you're out. You're not part of the. You're not part of the good uh, big boys club. I'm sorry, man. It's just
3: we're gonna start a GoFundMe for Sixes Hornet Suit. Roll, roll. When you see his his military history and you see how great of a guy he is for everything he's done for veterans, the whole world will want to give back and give him. Horns nest so he can just you know enjoy being at home again shit. <laughs> can't even
0: walk around his own property without getting attacked
3: yeah he can't even enjoy you know enjoy his own home setting like that without being attacked by the little bastards
2: at this point I would just drop a a, a hornet nuke on the farm like just right in the center and make sure it hit well, every nook and cranny <laughs>
0: Honestly, what's really weird to me is I've been seeing people talking about bald faced hornets being more prevalent in the Northeast, like from Pennsylvania
2: north. I think it's. I've seen this
0: since since Six's attack. Yeah, I think it's the climate, honestly. Yeah, it's just weird that there's so much bald faced hornet activity.
2: I think it's one of those years. You know what I mean? Because a few years ago, I think it was you and I, JJ, talking. It was one of the biggest years for copperheads around here. Like we hadn't uh-huh. seen copperheads that much since I was little, man. So I found was, a
0: snake in the yard uh yesterday. But really? it was just a little teeny is just a little like six inch garter snake. It was a little guy. Right. I scared him.
2: I'm gonna tell you what, my mom's a fucking bullseye with the fucking six shooter standing like thirty feet away, shooting in between fucking two steps. That's about three inches fucking apart at a snake and killing it. Holy shit. I'll never forget that. Like shit you not. She's standing like 30 feet from the back steps to the kitchen and there's only three steps that lead out back and there is like three to four inches difference between each step and there's the space right. And she had this little bitty fucking six shooter 22 and she shot that motherfucker once and I was like she had to have missed right. Nope she shot that bitch. And I'm like, "How?" How?
0: <laughs> when I lived uh on the eastern uh plains of Colorado, I carried a 357 always. Mm-hmm. I always had it on me, and the first two rounds were snake shot. Period. Yeah. And I can't tell you how many times I had to quick draw and take a take a rattler. We had one of the biggest western diamondbacks I have ever seen kill one of our dogs. Mm. And we found the snake uh, later. That you know, after we found the dog dead, um, we found the snake later that day. And I will tell you that that snake was every bit of nine feet. If it was nine inches, it was massive. I've never some seen of them can get there.
4: big. Yeah,
0: I've never seen a western diamond diamondback. Back we had there. a it black snake huge.
2: here. We had a black snake here a few years ago, and I don't know where it had been living around here. But I shit you not, we measured it because it it we found it dead. Um, I guess one of the dogs had gotten it or something. But that bitch, I sh- I'm not joking. We measured it with a tape measure and it was just over eight and a half feet long. Yeah. yeah, and I was like, I've I've seen six foot long black snakes, but over eight fucking, and it was it was every bit of like a a baseball handle, baseball bat handle in girth. And I was
0: like, what
4: the
2: fuck has it been feeding on, dude? Like (laughs) I know we got field mice in the mountains, but damn, that ain't gonna be enough to do that. (laughs) This bitch over here eating fucking deer. That's what it's doing. (laughs) We found a diamond back when at a range when I was at Bliss met an axe and one guy kept the head and rattled. (laughs) That was on the
0: out on the eastern plains of Colorado, man, (laughs) diamondbacks are are they bad. Yeah. They are they are thicker than you can be. Because there's a lot of small rodents out there. Desert desert pack rats and and you know there's lots of food. So yeah there's a rattlers are, are really, really prevalent out there.
2: I don't know what it's like now a day is up in Stuart, Virginia, but probably 15, 20 years ago, you could go into woods up in the mountains of Stuart, Virginia, and you could throw a rock and hit a rattlesnake. Yeah. And I was like, damn, that's in I Virginia. Had, um,
0: <laughs> I, I was for, for a period of time looking for, looking to buy property out there in Colorado. And uh, the realtor was telling us about a property again, out on the Eastern Plains. And she had uh, pulled into the property in the driveway, opened her car door, and the entire surroundings started rattling. Jesus, she said. She she said she before she stepped back into her car, she she just stood still because you freeze. You hear that rattle, you freeze, mm-hmm. and you try to find it. And she said she counted two dozen snakes before she had decided it wasn't worth
2: trying to show the property. Oh, yeah, fuck that. Just
0: around the car <laughs> in the driveway. Just- yeah, fuck that. Right there. I mean, holy shit!
2: I remember as a kid going down, <laughs> going down, going up the mountain. Like I said, up to Stewart and Freeze and all that. I call it fries, but all you people were correct me. It's freeze. Some folks
0: call them Kaiser, casu- <laughs> call them Kaiser uh, blades. I call it a fling blade. Mm-hmm. Right,
2: fucking fries, Virginia. I remember going up the mountain, and in the summertime, <laughs> when a car would pass at a certain bypass up there. You could hear those fucking rattles in the mountains, dude. And it was like, oh, fuck. <laughs> like, because because a lot of times it's things mimicking rattles, but you can tell a mimic from a rattle if you oh, yeah. if you've ever oh, heard yeah. one. And when I was a kid, that would scare the shit out of me. When I would hear those rattles, because I was like, oh, man, I, I'm going to get bit by a rattlesnake, you know?
0: <laughs> that sound is unmistakable, If you, especially if you live out west, man. You know what that sound is, and you mm-hmm. know you better stop moving and look around and figure out where it is and figure out if you can get away.
2: Oh, yeah. That, that was a big thing when we would go to junkyards up there in Virginia. They were like... Don't go by yourself. And I never knew why. And the first time we heard yo, yeah, well, the first time we heard that, right? was like, that's why you don't go out here by yourself, though. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> you can guarantee I will not. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not really afraid of snakes. I'm afraid of the poison. <laughs> right. I think there are some snakes, dude, beautiful fucking colors, and they are just magnificent creatures but you get me near a rattlesnake or a diamondback or any uh, nope i'm good you can keep it in whatever little fucking cage you got or whatever i'm
3: good I'm good i will be doing that off grid fucking <laughs> up as many snakes as possible <laughs> I heard you. and recording it my business partner
2: it. and her husband does that They'll they'll go out and they'll actively look for snakes and stuff up in Virginia and she'll send me shit. all these pictures and shit. Her and her dog. dog.
0: Depending on what county you're in, there may be bounties for rattlers.
2: Yeah, I was about. Yeah, that's right. You're out Shh. there. Yeah, that's yeah. right. I forgot about that because they had a big problem there for a while, didn't they? Yeah.
0: <laughs> there might be there might be bounties. You might be bringing in twelve fifteen dollars a skin,
2: man.
5: Yeah. <laughs> and I heard it
0: tastes
2: like chicken. I, I
0: wouldn't know, but. <laughs>
2: I want some alligator tenders. That's what I want. (laughs) I want some alligator tenders because that's all I hear people talk about when I'm talking about exotics and I'm like, damn, I got to get me some.
3: Yeah, that's good stuff, bro. Really. Really? I've heard
2: good stuff about it, especially if you know what you're doing when you cook it. I've never cooked it, but. It can't be that hard, right? It's fucking me.
5: <laughs>
3: hey, nowadays, I'm going to say this for myself and all bachelors of the world. If you can get an air fryer, your ass can cook almost anything because I can't cook for shit. But you give me an air fryer and I'm the best motherfucking outdoors, you know, type of guy that you know.
2: <laughs> Yo, man, I'm telling you, we got to do a cooking show one night. We got to do an all food show one oh, night. Oh, man. We've got you to. You guys
0: don't even know.
2: Got, don't I'll, even know. If I can get my mom on, we'll do it. I, I, I reckon not because it's a Saturday and I'm not gonna go into that because you don't want to know my thoughts. But um JJ and, and Oink know, so we, <laughs> we won't go down that avenue. Uh really quick, Brizzo said my wife made me go to the ER after got bit by a checkered garter snake that came into our house on post in Kentucky. <laughs> what <A> garter snake? <laughs> I had to reread that. A garter <laughs> <or> snake? Uh... <laughs> okay. That's like that's like getting bit by a black snake. Say you gonna die. <laughs> it's like
0: being bit by a worm. Or something.
2: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they don't even really have
0: teeth. They get little
2: mm. nubs. <laughs> She's German. <laughs> 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 All I can think about is that fucking skit with <laughs> with Corral <laughs> doing doing German say nice things.
5: <laughs> I so love you very much.
2: <laughs> these dress you are wearing Makes sure eyes stand out beautifully. <laughs> oh,
5: yeah.
2: We've got 10 minutes and we need to wrap it up. So Sergeant Wardog, what would you like our listeners to know for final thoughts or anything you got going on or
3: planned? Hey, this is uh, going to be official from here on out. I say psych ward gang and we'll continue to say psych ward gang because yes, As a Marine three-time Iraq vet, I had to go into a psych ward. And for any of the other veterans around the world that might have needed to as well, hey, it's good. You're cool. It saved our lives. So globally, I represent and I say the psych ward gang.
2: Salute. Oh man, we gotta make that into a shirt now, you know that, right?
0: <laughs> yeah, but you can only just show the eyes and teeth, so
3: Yeah. Oh, <laughs> oh, you so, get in there with me and you got old War Dog in there ready so, to get so, at it with you, baby. So Let's war, take dog. Over the war dog. Let's take over the war, baby. So war dog, how
2: would you how would you feel if we did a shirt with your eyes and teeth and put I think them because it's your thing. And I came up with that idea the other day and I was like, I can't do it. But JJ and Oink and everybody else is like, give it to War Dog and pitch it. <laughs> like hey, cool. they think it would well, be the best thing
3: ever. You didn't say about where you'd put Sycor gang at.
2: Well that you said that, you'd that, put out but, <laughs> What that you that you put it on. But listen, listen, those would be two separate shirts.
3: Oh, gotcha. 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 Okay. So I so, got. You. I like that. I love but, that well, you know what's gonna make it, uh, you know it. what's gonna make you like it even more though? <laughs> what? I'm rebranding myself and I now use platinum teeth. <laughs> yes, <I do. laughs>
2: All
5: right, oh, so I bottles. guess
3: I
2: guess War Dog got, a, got a platinum grill. I guess oh, every, I'm serious. I guess everybody look forward to Sergeant Wardogs Platinum Grill and eyes.
3: <laughs> I see yeah, you. I I got a brand new ghillie suit on the way, dog. I'm gonna be doing a little, you know. I'm gonna be I'm gonna, I'm gonna make it known that this is an official member of the psych War gang. I have platinum teeth and I wear a ghillie suit. What's up?
2: We we might do that shirt as a limited run, so when it comes out, you better fucking get on it. I'm telling you. I'm. <laughs> You better get that eyes and teeth. I see them shirt as soon as it comes out because I ain't promising you how long it'll stay up. I'm gonna tell you that right now. <laughs> and then the psych ward gang, it, it'll be up there. We'll we'll get something together and we'll get it up there. Damn, bro, y'all, Roger
3: that, bro. Roger that.
2: <sighs> I can't. I can't promote it on social media.
3: You know that, right? <laughs> Okay, I'll do it. No, no, no. I'll do it. I'll do it and you piggyback. I'll do it and you piggyback. We'll ride it to the it sunset. Can't be, it can't be racist if it comes from a black guy. That's right. That's right. And my way of looking at it, it's like, it's still like saying. Yeah, you started it too. You.
2: It, you started it too. So I was like. I ain't doing nothing wrong. And then I was like, (laughs) but that's not how people will take
3: it. (laughs) Okay. I'm going to go ahead and coin a slogan then. I'm going to be like, um, you know, checkmate, my eyes and my grill. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Most hog hunting is done in the dark, so...
2: Betsy said dibs on the psych ward gang shirt. (laughs) I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. I'll make the designs. I'll get approval from more dog. And as soon as he approves them, we'll get them up. We'll get both of those shirts up. And he's promoting. He's he's promoting. I think him shirt. (laughs) All right. Really quick. Time's winding down. We got to move on. JJ really quick.
5: I got nothing.
3: I got nothing. He's speechless, man. I got nothing. Oh, Lord.
0: (laughs) I just wait for that t shirt release. That's all.
3: Oh, my God. Oh, oh, wait till you <laughs> see my picture with it on.
2: This might wait be the end of TV radio it. as we know it.
3: Oh man, this We're is gonna like get canceled. This is, is going to be cultural relations with a gun. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Betsy. Betsy said, "Great show tonight,
5: guys." Oh shit! Oink it's really quick, so brother. <laughs>
4: Real quick, I'm gonna shout out to my uh, oldest son out there in Illinois who just got uh, married today with his uh, wife Ariel, Clayton and Ariel. So congratulations to those guys. They were trying to come up here, uh, you know, a couple years ago before the old uh, Rona crap hit, and uh, well, they got tired of waiting. So congratulations to them first and foremost. But uh, hey, if you're out there and you need to, you know, to talk to somebody, check out objectivezero.org, guys, because I mean, it's veterans taking care of veterans, and they're there 24 seven for somebody to talk to for to talk to you if you need it uh, was by a telephone chat, text messaging, whatever they are there ready for you. Veterans helping veterans objective zero.org. Check them out.
2: 110%. Like I said earlier, uh, when Troy was on and when he got off, I will not publish this podcast until he, he sends me those resources and I get them up on the website first. That way you can click on the link and go directly there. If you want to use them or, you know, somebody that might be interested in using them uh don't forget we got the dv radio store going there is a promotion that's going to be happening very soon Let me check it really quick to make sure I'm correct. Yes, 15% off all orders August 31st through September 14th. Get over there, get you some Betsy Ross merchandise, some PTS dog merchandise, some DV Farm shirts, some DV Radio stuff because there's a lot of new stuff for the DV Radio merchandise line. So go over there. Be sure you click redeem when the uh, uh, August 31st through September 14th and get your 15% off your entire order. And you can use that as many times as long as it's through that time period. Um, yeah, a huge shout out to Troy and Change.
5: <laughs>
2: all fucked that up. Changeunchained.com. Uh, we will have all those links in the description of the podcast as well in chat. Oink, we'll send those for you guys that are looking at chat right now. And if you want to get over there later, they will be there. (coughs) So, for Mr. Troy uh, from ChangeUnchained.com, for JJ, Oink, Wardog, I'm Bowdenwood. You just heard Barracks talk right here on WDDRDVRadio.net. Until next week. Fat circles. Bye
3: bye. Hit us up on Facebook and Twitter. That's
5: <laughs> all, Goodbye, motherfucker. TV Radio.